Hello, everybody. It's Bill, and we are in the middle of some type of di technical difficulty. So bear with us as we try and get everything back going here. And um, hopefully, Chris and Marty will be joining me shortly, and we can get this going back up. Hey, Bill. Hey. Yo. Hey, how you doing? Hold on a minute. You're on the wrong channel. Oh, okay. So, so leave this. Hold on. Okay. So hopefully they will see the new link and join me shortly. And then we can go from there. So bear with me on the technical difficulties as we get this going. So, how are you, everybody, doing out there? I hope everybody's doing well. Um, sorry for the delay and everything that's going on behind this screen. Uh, but we had an internet outage right as we were about to go live. And we can go from there. So I'm just waiting on Marty and Chris to join us. And hello to everyone. Also, did you see the teaser? We put up a teaser slide. So hopefully you saw that and it might pique your interest. And we can go from there. So I'm waiting on the other two guys to show up. And then we'll get going. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, we'll get started with. Um, so, one of the ideas behind. Oh, there's Marty. Hey. Are you there? Chris, Chris, Finally. Yep. I, Chris, freaking Chris internet. Of well, we had. I was gonna say we had competing streams. I didn't, Chris and I had a great conversation that nobody heard. I think. <laughs> I'm like, well, we can hear you still in the background. Yeah, on the other channel. <laughs> we, we didn't realize. They should. It was I, I stopped that other stream. It doesn't show on our end. You nope. We had a good roll going too. Yeah. Yeah, it was all pure gold. Uh, all of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Forever lost to the ether. Yeah. However, forever. Your your, forever. Your, your your signal and broadcast uh, is a thousand percent better. So that's good news. Good. All right. Well, um, hopefully we can get this cooking. All right. As tradition on the podcast, uh, we will wait for our number one fan to jump on. But in the meantime, why don't we do some catch up? And Chris, you have to go first. Oh no! Oh no! Ah, oh, see, it was so good, and then Bill, you're all locked up, buddy. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah. So uh, since last uh, time we talked, um, I went to a local gaming store. I took uh, a class. It was, uh, I say, it was pretty good. I'd say, uh, I'd, I'd say the instructor was good, but I don't want him to get his ego to be any bigger than it already is. Excellent. No, just uh, just okay. No, just mediocre. 
Um, but uh, no, it was it was good. Got uh, paint on my hands and paint on my shirt and some paint Jay on the project. <laughs> Thanks, Gas. Go ahead. Gas laying it in early. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. That's what I did. Yeah. What about you, Marty? Well, I'm going to crit critique your work, Chris, now that I'm uh, several states away. Uh, your your uh, paint work is very one-dimensional. Where's the highlights? Where's the lowlights? Where's the where's the? It's just black. That's hey, that blame the instructor. Oh, it's the instructor's fault. Well, about the well, instructor. So, like as it turns out, uh, since the last time uh, we uh, had this <laughs> podcast, uh, I taught a class. <laughs> At a, at a uh, it's a uh, a gaming cafe, uh, Critical Grind, which is uh, near Chris and I. Uh, combines two of my favorite things: a place to play games as well as a huge ass game library, and coffee. Yeah. So you know, uh, you know, I'm down with that. Uh, and uh, did a did a little class uh, on uh, doing a, a dungeon and castle walls and floors. So th think bricks, stonework, uh, cobblestone, that type of stuff. So, Chris, you're going to the dogs, man. I know it's, it's one of them days. <laughs> yeah, how about it? So, uh, uh, yeah, as you can as you can tell, uh, uh, Chris has uh, has some homework that he hasn't done yet because we yep. did discuss. Uh, uh, well, I don't know how, if how bring, that went out. I'd bring earlier. that up, but uh, I was gonna say Chris did try to show it uh, earlier when we we're on the other uh, stream. Getting started, you, in case yeah. you missed that. Um, yeah. Now, but he's got a good start. Yep, and I could have uh, done more on it, but uh, I needed to get home and start cooking. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, did I? We did do this class on Super Bowl Sunday, so yeah. But no, uh, there's it that. Got really good. Um, like I said, I I don't know what you know paints and stuff you had there, but take that, Chris, and get some grays and whites, yep. and you know just highlight it and. You'll do and it'll look really good. So yeah, nice that's work. what the uh that's what the instructor was talking there. about. Martin. Yep. Um, but it was a good What's class. We class? had uh some good people. Uh I mean we had we had a, a father and son team. The kid uh -huh. was what five? Dave's a little kid. Yeah, yeah. They had a good time. No, yep. nothing. Hey Chris. Nothing. Do you yeah. still have that box that we received by UPS sitting on your bar counter? Uh yes, in I do. Would you mind grabbing that while Marty finishes up his thing? Oh, okay. yeah, please and thank you. So, uh, Go ahead, Marty. While, while we send Chris away to improve the quality of the podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, damn, he still has his headphones on. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, well, hold so, it. Don't show it yet. Go ahead, Marty. Finish your oh. comments. Uh, so, uh, 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 we're going to make a little like monthly uh, meeting out of this little train series. So, in March, we're going to do some rocks and trees. Uh, in April, we're doing uh, buildings and stairs. It's not going to be playable buildings. It's just going to be exterior uh, stuff. So they'll probably be solid foam that we carve into that type and build on that type of stuff. But, uh, you know, it's just a chance for, uh, you know, a bunch of like-minded uh, hobby nerds to get together and uh, do a little bit of hobby time over the uh, at the, uh, the store there. And hopefully we bring some more folks into the fold. We got some really good feedback uh, from the the uh 
uh, folks that uh, came to the first one. So I'm looking forward to it. Now my challenge is like uh, rocks and trees uh, uh, is the next one. I can't use spray paint and I can't use spray glue uh, because we're in a place that serves food. Uh, and it's winter right. in Illinois, so trying to do anything outside isn't really feasible right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's other ways around it, but uh, <laughs> no, but I'll take that under consideration, Gaz. I like the way you think. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, so uh, the challenge is, you know, I can use other products, but then I've got drying time issues. You know, I've, right. I've got a limited amount of time and I want them to leave with a product that is you know, as close as possible as done as I can. I don't want to send them home with sure. a ton of homework because like I'm supplying all the materials for this. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not giving you a bunch of that crap to take home. Use whatever you want while you're there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm packing it up and it's going back with me. So right. I need need to get through this as far as I can. And if you're a brand new dude, you probably don't have a bunch of flock or clump foliage or that type of thing to uh, flesh out a tree, for instance. So right. we need we need to get it on there at least, even if uh, uh, you need some drying time and like using spray adhesive would be super fast and easy to do that. But exactly. So. Right. You know, or like, uh, using, you know, or like for building up uh, rocks and foam structures, uh, I'm going to go with a, a low temperature heat gun or a heat gun, low temperature uh, glue, uh, hot glue gun, because it's super fast and easy because uh, I don't yeah. have time for other glues to dry even. Uh, you know, I did a test run on uh, using uh, tacky glue, for instance, which works pretty good, but it still has a fairly significant drying time when you consider I've got basically a four hour start to finish block of time. You know, yeah. And and we want to maximize the use of our time. So yeah. I, I've been trying to work through some of those issues now. And one of the one of the things is, even though if if you're like uh, with this stuff, you're like, OK, make sure it's a very light coat of black get everything black but make sure it's very light that way it dries um mine was dry you know fairly quickly um but one of the the father son team you know Got a little heavy-handed yeah yeah and I mean, and that might be dry by now i that was a week ago. it's not that bad it was a much much it dries pretty quick <laughs> but, but yeah but i mean it uh you know it it's just a time suck. And, uh, you know, the other thing I've been looking at is, you know, how can I speed up the, the drying time, whether that's uh, uh, using a, a hairdryer on a low setting. Uh, I have a very small space heater here at the house that uh, it's a little uh, electric fan. So I'm like, maybe I can use that. I've been working on, you know, whatever I can do to, you know, uh, kind of make the, the process go faster. Cause that's, that's the big challenge for this is, uh, being able to speed up the dry time of the products that I have to use because I'm constrained in you know what I can use because right because like building trees if you let me uh you know let me get some 3m super 77 spray glue well that bad boy knocked out in 15 minutes <laughs> try try doing that with PVA or tacky glue uh it's, suddenly it takes a lot longer yeah well Mod Podge works well uh yeah uh so I tried uh, PVA, tacky glue, Mod Podge. Uh, I tried uh, doing the like the base coat of foliage uh, with hot uh -huh. glue, uh, and then uh, uh, using uh, other glues on top of that. So I'm figure it out eventually. There you go. Uh, I'm just, like I said. I'm just trying to find the find the one that yeah. uh, that combination that'll work best to uh, get things going as fast as uh, possible, and. It's still something that 
uh, is not like a barrier to entry. It's not some crazy weird product that uh, somebody's got to spend you know fifty bucks to be able to make a, a you know a ninety cent tree. Cool. Very cool. Uh, do you think maybe you should do the the things that require spray to push them back a little bit uh, on the schedule because we're getting closer to spring and and summer to where you could spray outside. Yeah. Well. One, nothing requires anything. It's just easier or faster to do that way. And yeah. Two, looking at uh, what we want to do, um, I, I'm trying to do the projects kind of in a logical order. So like in the fall, potentially, you could build your own little diorama, your own little table, that type of thing. All the skills required to get to that yeah. point and then go out go out on your own into the world and do great things. That, yeah. That's, that's my goal. Yeah, and again, it is Chicago, so you know it could be seventy this weekend, and you know, snowing in May. True. Yeah. Got, got that going for us. Cool. All right, uh, Christopher, you located said box. I have. Well, did did you do any hobbling? Or hobbling? Hobbling? Uh, <laughs> I do a lot He's of hobbling. Been, uh, been hobbled all his life by us. <laughs> <laughs> uh i since we returned back to uh sunny florida no i've not done any hobbing uh yes i've been hobbying uh our future that, that's go. what i've been hobbying my future there you go but on the terms of wargaming we uh chris made me or marty did i can't remember which made me purchase it was marty okay that's marty it's always marty a uh, new set yeah. Uh, hold on, and I recall when this happened. I specifically said I'm not getting blamed for this. Wasn't not me. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I already take the blame for the guns. I'm not taking the blame for this one. So anyways, okay, I'll take the blame for what this did one. we get? Dun dun dun. Oh, it's out of focus. Focus. Anyways, you have the plastic wrap on that one. That's why I asked you to get the other yeah. one. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Uh, it's super shiny. It's just a very shiny box. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. High, uh, it's a high quality box. That's high quality. The, actually, the whole <laughs> kit is high quality. Yeah. Um, so what Chris is showing you there is the Rubicon Models UH-1 helicopter, also known as the Huey. And those are, you can do it in a gazillion different configurations. You can yep. do the medevac version. You can do the standard troop carrier version. You can do a weaponized version. Uh, I can't remember the actual models. It goes, is it up to G, G model? I think D and H D and H. Okay. So my, uh, astute cameraman, the one that's holding the box will be filming an unboxing, uh, sometime soon and I will really? um, narrate it. So, and then I'll do the graphics. So hope, look for an unboxing video of the fine model that is known as the UH one. It, it, it is really nice. Uh, it's so hard to find good help, I tell you. Uh, right? Tough years where you at. Go ahead. Let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're still having some internet connection issues. I keep getting pop-ups saying we're losing a signal for a couple seconds, so I apologize for any breaks in, in service. But we'll do a, a thorough unboxing of that. I'll have Chris film it. And uh, then I'll just edit it and uh, narrate, put some graphics on, make it look party, and we'll go hey. from there. Did you talk Marty. to my agent first? The what? Did you talk to my agent first? Can't just decide. Talk to your agent first. Yes, I talked to your agent. I am the agent. Yeah, he... 
Yeah, he can do it. Ancient, yeah, ancient yeah. Orange. Okay. <laughs> uh, there you go. Gaz is on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think it's news time. Is it news time? Is it news time? I think it is. Let's go. All right, Marty. Yeah. All right. Give me a second while I pull this up. Uh, I, 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 oh, no, oh. you're coming in broken and stupid. What? Right? No. Yes. Am I? Am All I? Right, I got am, am first I'm, page up here, buddy. All right. So, uh, God, I love this new computer. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> For uh, the first thing is, uh, so uh, you know, I don't, I don't mean this to be the Kickstarter show, but there's a couple of Kickstarters that we are gonna uh, talk about. <laughs> yes, thanks, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate He's it. just making up for tough years. I, I don't mean, know where I was, gonna, I, I was gonna say, you know, we've never seen Gaz and tough years in the same room. I'm starting to oh, wonder. Oh no, starting to wonder. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Alter mm-hmm. egos, but uh, uh, Kickstarter from uh, Miska Miniatures. Uh, they are uh, uh, some 28 millimeter uh, STL files. Uh, obviously, uh-huh. STL you can scale them up or down, do as you wish. But they're uh, designed uh, for uh, 28 millimeter. Uh, 22 bucks US uh, gets you the uh, the core set, uh, and there's a there's a whole bunch of good looking add-ons, uh, you know, because the core set I was like, eh, you know, those aren't bad, you know, uh, and then I <laughs> then I scroll down and, <laughs> and not go <laughs> Ah, okay. oh, nice. You know, but if uh, uh, if you're interested in uh, some of the add-ons, uh, you know, uh, you can go to wargaming3d.com and look up Miska Miniatures, and they've got some really cool add-ons. I think. Yeah. Um, I I will tell you that the add-ons off of that Wargaming 3D site are a little bit pricey. You know, they can be. Wargaming 3D is where I believe we got our Zulu <laughs> guys from, if I'm not mistaken. I've gotten stuff from yeah. them before, so. I mean. They're, they're good looking yeah. models. Uh, no bang on that. Uh, but uh, the models from themselves uh, can be a bit on, uh, on on the pricey side over there. So if you're interested, uh-huh. the Kickstarter is probably the way to go. However, the Kickstarter campaign ends like tomorrow. So uh, uh, yeah. you know, jump, jump on that if you're interested. You know, no, isn't this, where, isn't this where we printed the uh, guys for 13 days? Uh, I, I think know we, we used them in one of our projects. I we, just can't remember which one now. I was gonna say we did get some dudes from here, I believe. Yeah. Uh, very cool. But very uh, cool. yeah, all right. Yeah, what you they're, got next? There's some good looking dudes. So uh, moving yeah, on no, with uh, moving on with some Kickstarter stuff. Another one, Scale Seventy Five has a Kickstarter out, and they call it Drop Paint. Not gonna lie, I think the name is stupid. However. The concept. You forgot the, the scale, and. Uh, scale 75. Yeah, so you forgot and. It's drop, drop and paint. Yeah, whatever. It's still dumb. To, or is it drip and paint? It's no, drop. drop and paint. Yeah, you think it's a drip and paint. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the good news is at least it's in a dropper bottle. I mean, I get where they're going with yeah. it. I just I just don't like it. What, it, what I right. do like, though, is that that is a, 
128, I believe. Let's see here. Where where am I at here? Yeah, 128 colors that are air, airbrush ready scale 75 paints. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and pledges uh, there uh, start at 22 bucks US for eight 17 milliliter bottles, uh, plus yeah. any any free goals, stretch goals, whatever that's associated with your your pledge level. And I say that because the pledge levels go all the way up to the top of the line is uh, uh, the two top tiers are $378 or $572. But for that, you get the full paint line, all 128. You get two 64 slot uh, paint racks to actually put your stuff in. And depending on which one of those levels you pick, uh, you get an airbrush with both of them, but obviously, one better be like $200 better than the other one. Right. Uh, but you you get an actual airbrush. Oh, you get a Heraldas Infinity uh, airbrush. Yes. So, Bill, you need to get need two it. of those. Ship them here. Did you hear that, Don? <laughs> she heard that. Again, not this guy. It wasn't this guy. <laughs> you know? I mean that 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 would be a, a tough nut for me to crack. I I am not going all in on that. Uh, you know, I just been told no. Um, but okay. but if it but if that's something that interests you, check it out. Particularly, yeah. Uh, check out the lower level tiers. You know, this may be something that you want to uh, dip into. Particularly if you already use uh, Scale 75's paint range. Now uh, there now there's uh, an airbrush range uh, to go with it. Uh, you know, you don't have you don't have to buy the three hundred dollar sets. You can start with twenty two bucks, get your eight dollar kit. There's a there's several different tiers in there, uh, so you can yeah you you can basically they kind of come in sets of eight, uh, if you will. Yeah. You know, yeah. When's the ship date? Work that out. Uh, the Kickstarter. The, the Kickstarter going for another uh, couple of weeks, I think. Uh, another twelve days. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I don't know if it says on there when the ship date is, Bill. I didn't write that down. Uh, but, uh, you know. Uh, Let's we, see. September 2023 is uh, anticipated date. So, so they're looking at this fall. Yeah. Uh, I've, not, I've not seen a review of this anywhere out in the wild yet uh, for the paints itself. Uh, uh, Heraldus has it. There's a video he's got. Okay, I, I knew that he was supposed to, but I had not seen it yet. So yeah, I saw a post for it the other day gotcha. from from a man, Angel Haraldes. Yes. So you know, if this so coming out in September, how, all of a sudden there's been explosion of paint. You know? uh, Scale seventy five's got the stuff coming out. Uh, Vallejo has their new formulations coming out, and you know, everybody like yep. the, the year of the paint, you know. So, yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Chris, what were you saying? I was gonna say, in September, you know, I have been over the last 10 15 years, I've been budgeting a certain amount of money to spend in September for like I don't know, anniversaries and birthdays, and I don't have that, that expense any longer. Uh, I yeah, think, you do, you have an expense this. in September. It's my birthday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. How about that? So, and he's like, look, a card's only three bucks. I got this covered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn. All right. What else do you have there, Marty? Uh, moving on. So some news from uh, Spectre Miniatures. Uh, you know, so yeah. if, you, uh, if you get the emails from them, uh, 
uh, they had uh, earlier this week, they sent out a, uh, it was yesterday or the day before, they sent out a uh, uh, their email. And uh, the Covert Miniatures Thanks, are, are back. If you're familiar uh, with uh, their Covert Packs, uh, basically it's uh, a number of items. In this case, it's uh, six regular stock items that uh, don't, uh, you know, it's like they've got extras or uh, they can't complete the I original they, kit that it went into. So they pile them all yeah, together. Yeah. And uh, well, my my feeling is that yeah. old stock for new stuff that's going to be coming between them and black site studio but probably that's my feeling yeah probably you know i mean it's uh you know as they say it's made up from odds and ends uh and once yeah. they're gone they're gone they've also used this in the past to uh get rid of uh excess uh like limited edition miniatures that they still had in the shop uh right you know, that, that they packaged up because i've gotten a couple of those so there's yeah. that uh also uh, you know, uh, if you go to their, uh, they've got their little last chance thing going on there. Uh, it's as it uh, says, they're leading to exactly what you were just talking about. Uh, they're going to be retiring some of their older models to make uh, space for new designs and updates to the retired yeah. set. Uh, that is my guess, uh, as well as yours, in conjunction with uh, their partnership with Black Sight Studios. Uh, yeah. Also, they're going to end their Patreon. This is uh, this is going to be the final month of their Patreon. Their Patreon uh -huh. has has STL files in it. So oh, specific, specifically, if you're interested in that, go look at their Patreon and, and get those STLs before they're not available. I would yeah. presume that they're probably going to come back at some point uh, after uh, Black Sight and Spectre have worked out however it is they want to do things, right? But yeah. that might be a while. So, you know, if you want to jump in there, uh, you know, like seven bucks, I think will get you this month's uh, uh, models. Uh, there was higher level tiers. Uh, and I think that allows you to reach back and uh, get more of them. Uh, you'll have to, to check it out. Uh, but uh, you're going to have to do that pretty quick because yeah. when, once they're gone, we don't know when they're coming back or how that's going to look when they come back. Uh, exactly. Uh, I am uh, truthfully though, I am pretty excited about the uh, uh, the partnership here between Spectre and uh, and Black Sight Studios. So I'm yeah, I'm hoping, that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, I'm hoping that that uh, that is a uh, a symbiotic relationship that just you know brings uh, you know two two nice uh, companies together that are able to produce uh, products that support each other kind of, and uh, mm -hmm. it also make. Uh, particularly for folks in the U.S., it'll make it easier for us to get uh, Spectre rule books, you know, because the only way you can get them is from Spectre or Black Sight, which, by the way, uh, Black Sight Studio still has some uh, version two uh, rule books, or at least last time yeah. I checked on like Wednesday they did. So if you're looking to get one of those, jump on it. Uh, I don't know how long those are going to be in stock. Uh, 3.0 is probably going to be out uh, this fall. So, uh in, in in the meantime, there's not going to be anything available uh, right. as far as, as far as the actual rule book, and there's no uh, there's no PDF version of it is out there. If uh, if you come across a PDF, it's pirated. Somebody did uh, something on their own. Uh, right. you, can't, you can't get a PDF from Spectre or them or uh, you know Game Vault or you know any of that stuff. You know they, they exactly. make that product. Exactly. Uh, to answer Gaz's question, no, they're Black Sight Studio is U.S. based. They're in Texas, and yep. obviously Spectre's in England. So, yeah, yeah, 
So they've been working on a partnership since Adepticon. The last one we were at was that 2019. Yeah, I and think they, it was. Yeah, and they uh, um, they they started off uh, with uh, they created a uh, a starter set, and that's when uh, Blacksite Studios started uh, uh, selling uh, the uh, the rule books uh, as well as uh, they had a little starter kit, and I think that was last, was that a year ago, maybe a little longer now that they were doing that. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, cause I COVID messed everything up, obviously, you know, yeah. uh, because I think they were planning on doing that way earlier. Uh, yeah. you know, so every, everybody had to, had to survive the pandemic, which they did. Yay us. Uh, and now, uh, you know, they're getting back on track with their, uh, with their business plan. So I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing what that looks like in the future. You know, uh, both, both of those companies, uh, seem to have come out of the the pandemic really eager to to try and uh you know bump up their presence uh in the the market particularly uh uh not just modern military but uh black site has gotten into making its own games and uh they've uh-huh. got several different genres uh that are available there uh as well as what they are originally known for uh which is their uh terrain so yeah Hope, yeah. Hope that hope the best for all those guys. I I, I want want to believe that it's a high tide is going to raise all ships there. There you go. So all right, I have one item for the news. So speaking of my man Araldez, he has just released on Domestica. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, introduction to painting miniatures for twenty bucks. You can have private lessons with the man himself. Uh, it contains 18 lessons for a total of about three hours and three and a half hours worth of uh, material. And he shows you the basics of miniature painting uh, in his style. Uh, the only minor complaint has been it's Spanish with subtitles. So he is a Spanish speaking person. He does speak some English, but mostly he is Spanish speaking. Um, they are working on Spanish. trying to do an you know, trying to do an English version. Uh, I'd be happy to voice over your uh, English version for you there. And yeah, if you're looking for somebody. Uh, but if you uh, really like his painting style and the way he paints miniatures, which is amazing, uh, I highly recommend. It's 20 bucks, you know. Um, normally it's $59.99, but they have it on discount. This offer ends in two days. Uh, and he's already has 2,500 students signed up. So, and he has 34 reviews for 100% positive reviews. Um, so, also, what I found out is I went to his, his own website, and you can now get volume one and two of his painting mentors book. The volume one was a Kickstarter, and it had sold out, and you couldn't find it. Uh-oh, top years is in there. Hey. And so... Her, yes, Marty has screwed up. Yeah. Uh, Her ears must have been burning. I, I called you out earlier. I said, where you at? <laughs> uh, so if you're looking to get volumes one and two, they are available on his website. Uh, so I will definitely be picking up those. So I thought I had volume one, but I can don't remember who I gave it away to or sold it to, whomever, when we did our big move. But uh, with uh, changes in our future, we might be able to have a little bit more room to have some stuff and get in, back into production. So. We'll see. Uh, so if you're interested in looking at this, like I said, he shows you how he paints and he does a freaking amazing job, as you can see on the screen there. So, um, yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, you know, 20, 20 bucks, you know, people are like, well, why isn't it just yeah. on YouTube? Well, you know what? You know, it's just living. Yeah, and if this is something that interests you, you know, 20 bucks, that's like what? Two pots of CW of GW paint? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, well, yeah. Johnny Johnny Depp got fired from that job. So, ha. Uh he's back, isn't he? Not wasn't, wasn't back from the last know. movie. Just saying. Just saying. He might be. I mean, after the last movie, you know, nothing against Mads, but he he's no Johnny Depp. So, right. Yeah, Johnny Depp, much better, much better call for that one. I liked uh, like yeah. his version. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's on. the news. Yep. Uh oh, I have a minor news thing. Not really. You have related. a minor news thing. Yep. We don't so, do mining here. Wait a minute. We're going to give you a big screen here, Chris, because uh, this is not no. often. Go ahead. So a few podcasts ago, uh, Tough Years was having trouble with typing, and instead of predictive text it came up vindictive text we which we thought was a great idea yeah. um well you know these things around us are listening all the time because it seems that uh, microsoft has already ran with that uh their bing chat box to where you can have conversations with it uh it was reported mm -hmm. the other day that it's getting uh uh basically snarky so uh it yeah. uh, looks like we missed out on that one but it was a great Tough years it is a pathfinder she really is yeah yep. she she laid the groundwork yep. all right transition time so topic for this show is is wargaming on the rise or decline is it becoming more popular or less popular you know since we're coming out of the pandemic you know our president has officially declared the end of the pandemic um because during the pandemic, everybody was locked down. They needed things to do. So that's true. Tough years. I agree. 100%. Um, Skynet. So Skynet. So everybody look, was looking for stuff to do, right? So um, war gaming seemed like a, a thing. You could hobby, you could paint, build stuff, you know, all that good stuff. Now that we're coming out of it, what, I, what brought my attention is we had another game company closed the shop this past week it's a board game company but you know uh, i think we've seen four companies in the last month or two close uh several miniatures companies have closed i mean we're we're seeing uh is it a consolidation of the uh business or you know just a failure of small companies who couldn't survive the pandemic or the cost that you know now everything costs so much more so yeah it, it's an interesting topic and i the cartoon that i have on the title slide i thought was pretty funny too you know we can't see the end of the table but they're still opening boxes how many times have you been at a game with people and they're still pulling stuff out or setting it up uh, you know one of the reasons i don't play 40k or haven't in the past is i tried to play with my brother at his house and it took like three hours to set the freaking game up why i don't know it took three hours but it took like three hours just to set the stupid game up um so yeah. it, it'll be wanna, very interesting you don't want you don't want to play orcs and you know have to bring a five gallon bucket full of dice to roll right so you know <laughs> 
What? Well, I can't I predict that one there, tough ears. Um, so I don't know. What's your guys' impression? I mean, you guys are newer to the hobby. Uh, I, you know, I've been around a while, so I have definitely seen the rise of, you know, what Warren from On Tabletop Beast of War claimed a year or two ago, the golden age of wargaming. Is it starting to diminish? Right. Do you think we'll see, uh, you know, more companies going by the wayside? You know, and only the big ones surviving. And, you know, another thing is, no surprise, GW announced another price increase. What? So, and and a lot of companies, to be fair to GW, a lot of companies announced some price increases, you know, because yeah. materials are costing more, transportation's costing more, you know, everything is costing more right now. You know, um, inflation is really... I don't want to get political, but I mean, I don't know what happened in the last few years. You know, obviously money got cheap and we have to slow down that or, you know, you know, the bottom falls out. Right. So you have to well, bring the interest rates up and all that. So, well, you also have to look um, at the the picture on a more global scale because that's how it was here in the U.S. But the U.K. has had all sorts of crazy financial issues uh, between uh the pandemic and Brexit and, you know, how do we deal with the fat and this and that. And I mean, all sorts right. of stuff over there. Now I'm not going to pretend to understand it. I just know I see people bitching about it uh, from over there. Right. Uh, and, you know, that may have, that may affect, you know, people uh, being willing to purchase stuff. You know, they're like, I, yeah. I, I, I feel that's too much or just the process itself is a pain in my ass. So I don't want to do it. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, my, my thoughts are that, uh, I think that a lot of these, uh, I, I think that we brought a lot of people into the hobby during, uh, during the pandemic and, you know, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm kind of fortunate cause I really, I got into it, uh, in 2019. So, yeah. uh, so I got into it just before started to have a clue what I liked, what was going on. And then we got locked down. I'm like, Oh, well. Look at all this crap I got to paint around me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and away and away we went. You know, uh um, yeah. but uh you know I I think that uh you know a lot of these a lot of folks coming out of the pandemic uh, don't have the same free time that they used to have. Uh yeah. and it's not that they want to get out of out of gaming, but now it now it's back to what it was before. I have to figure out how to fit this into my life, my routine, that type of thing. Uh between right. The hobby side and the actual, you know, am I getting together and having my buddies come over to the house? Am I going to the store to play a game? Am I going to go to a convention? That type of stuff. You know, exactly. So there's, a, there's a there's a lot going on there. The other thing I think in particular for uh, uh, some of these companies is uh, competing with uh, uh, 3D printing. You know, I mean, there are folks that are very dedicated to their metal models. There are folks that are very dedicated to... Uh, uh, high quality production plastic models, but there's also a lot uh -huh. of folks that that are more than happy uh, to fire up their 3D printer, get an STL uh, of a you know, pack of dudes for 15 bucks, and print 4,000 right. of them out. You know, so I got to think that that affects some of the some of the, in particular, miniature manufacturers. You know? Yeah. So <clears throat> for me, I. It's kind of hard to tell if it's on the rise or decline because uh -huh. when, you know, you're Googling this stuff and looking at YouTube and everything else, a lot more of that stuff is showing up in your feed, right? right. It's showing up in everything. So 
it kind of leaves the illusion that things are on the rise because you're now more stuff is just showing up. Um, yeah. But there are so many people who kind of got into it and there are some, you know, really nice up upcoming uh, uh, things. It's just a evolution. I think, I don't think it's going to rise or decline. If anything, it's on the rise. I don't think it's really declining. What you're, I think what you're seeing is where um, technology, like Marty was saying with the, you know, the STL printing and stuff like that, um, that might be uh-huh. changing the focus. Um, also, the other thing is uh, maybe during a pandemic, people bought bought so much stuff that they can't keep buying it at the same level that they were before. Sure. Um, so things are calming down a little bit. Um, Still working uh, through their pile of gray. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's more of a, it's an evolution. If you, if you look at uh, kind of like cameras, digital cameras, when everything went uh-huh. digital, you know, things changed, you know, when we started losing film, um, you know, a lot of people changed and they had to either evolve or, or leave. True. Now, um, I don't know. What do you guys think out there? Um, honestly, for me, I, I, I feel we're going to have a consolidation. I, I, I feel the smaller mom and pop shows, uh, one, you know, one, two person will, um, they'll be, they'll struggle. Um, they'll struggle, you know, and you'll see the bigger companies following the smaller companies. We're already seeing it. You know, so um, I don't know. It'll it'd be tough. It'll be interesting to see if those people who got into war gaming during the pandemic for something to do, stick with it. You know, it, it or now that they have the freedom to go about travel and do things, will it now get pushed to the back and they take on, you know, I want to go travel. I want to go do some outdoor stuff or whatever the case may be. Um, you'll have your diehard people, you know, you definitely ones that are really into war gaming and the hobby and then those who picked it up just because it was something to do um i think you'll see a lot of people you know i mean i've already seen if you look on facebook and some of the miniature pages you'll see people i'm selling my armies i don't you know i don't play it anymore etc etc um it'll be interesting i think think conventions will help you know in some aspect but again i think we're going to consolidate to those people who really are into the hobby versus something that somebody picked up as something to do because they had not much else to do youtube picked up because you know everybody was watching youtube because they were locked down and stuff like that so i don't know what do you guys you know i think that so. I, I think that it's going to be a net gain overall i mean yeah, yeah. you know to, to your point there's there's certainly going to be some folks that got into it and then they're like nope my life is back i'm gonna go back to what i was doing before but uh i out of those people uh in particular uh you know from via the pandemic that are like hey i need a hobby i need something to do they're not all uh-huh. gonna leave i I, no. I don't think they're all gonna go no, no, so i don't i don't so we're gonna get that you know right so we're gonna get some of that now uh on the business side of things though uh you know the uh the companies as you uh, explained earlier got a lot of stuff to deal with uh uh economically fiscally you know yeah uh you know if i'm making metal miniatures turns out the price of metal went way up 
You know, if I'm yeah. uh, if I'm trying to make plastic miniatures, uh, and I've got a uh, I've got a guy in uh, China that's making them. Uh, one, yeah. I have I have to deal with. Uh, I got to get my molds made. I got it. Uh, you know, and the that price has gone up. I got to uh, actually get the plastic. Those costs have gone yep. up a little, little bit. Let's not you know, let's not get crazy about it. But then now I got to get it from there, from from the factory to my warehouse or drop ship to wherever it goes or to a distributor. And all of those transportation costs and uh, timelines have gone up. Yeah. And then when people are dissatisfied with uh, one, the other, or both, th- then they then they walk away from that company, perhaps. And you know, do they stay in the hobby? Do they go to another company? You know, that type of stuff. And well, is that we've what... seen several companies, uh, you know, fall fall to that particular scenario. Yeah. Well, I don't. When dust went to uh, Chinese uh manufacturers when they did their retooling and stuff i was not mm-hmm. happy with the uh qaqc on it the uh quality control. they've always been chinese i was just gonna say they, they've always been they, manufactured they, by they, well, they've been manufacturing they from one to another one so well, china has this weird factory. rule <laughs> about move about their factories yeah yeah so uh china actually makes those dudes move so uh, they moved from one factory to uh, to another, uh, yeah, and then had some issues, and then the pandemic hit, and yeah. So, just so everybody knows out there, Dust Miniatures was actually manufactured by I can't remember his last name, but his first name was William. Uh, he actually owned Dust Miniatures, uh, um, and the factory where they produced them was owned by William. Um, Bob, help me. What's his name? Dust. Uh, Paulo. Paulo designed the artwork and everything, but the actual the manufacturing process is owned by the, this guy named William. I can't remember his last name. And he basically, it's, I mean, we can talk about this now because I mean the company doesn't exist anymore. Um, but he basically told the people that were in control of Dust. They had to make a certain amount of money at certain stepping stones. And if they didn't, he was going to close down production. He's going to stop it, end it, whatever. Uh, so I think the pandemic affected that greatly. And they just and, decided we're washing and, our hands of this. And then they and closed it, it down and literally yeah. closed it down. And as it turns out, uh, you know, a bit, you know, you know, little uh, inside baseball, uh, Dust Studios, you know, Dust USA, uh, the guys in Europe, None of them owned the molds. William did. So he gets to decide if I'm putting plastic in them or not. You know, uh, so yeah, that that made it a, yeah. a, a a great challenge, as well as he was forced to move his factory from one location to another because apparently China does weird stuff like that and says this is how you do things. I, I don't get that process. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe they can tell so, the scenarios so much they have to move down the street. To spread it out a little bit better. Well, like I said, it you know it was owned by this gentleman named William. I can't remember his last name, but you know it, it, there was a lot of moving parts behind it. And if they didn't make certain numbers, um, he just you know he was in it for the money. I mean, he's a businessman. That's what he does. He had no interest in the in the game whatsoever. It literally was a business deal for him. Uh, you know, it was Paulo's baby. You know, and. Um, I think we're seeing some life because I just saw somebody was putting out. Was it a comic? Simon. 
Yep. Volume Mine. two. Yeah, yeah, they apparently they've got the IP. A role uh, playing, wasn't it? A role playing game? No, it's a comic. Uh, RP, I don't remember comic or something like that. Yeah, so. but it came with miniatures. Yeah, that yeah. There's eight miniatures that are supposed to come with it. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. Does that mean Dust is going to breathe new life? <laughs> it's a good game. The game itself yeah. is good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I still it, have it. Really, is nothing. Yeah. yeah, for so, me though, when when it went from one manufacturer to another or whatever the case may be, the quality went down. The price stayed where it was or went up. The the now see, I didn't see the quality drop. Did, Marty, did you? Uh, so uh, the difference between oh, some early stuff and Hold some late stuff was was uh, the material. They used okay. a little different so, plastic. So this good brings back. Which edition of Dust Miniatures are you talking about? Right. The ones in the, the brown box? Are you talking about the Fantasy Flight version? Are you talking about <laughs> who made it before Fantasy Flight? Battle, uh, Battle, uh, Battlefront? You know, because you had Fantasy Flight made the white boxes. Uh, you had Battlefront who did the Babylon sets. And that was the big failure of Kickstarter. Uh, and then you had Dust Studios producing their own miniatures. That was that tannish military-looking box at, yeah, at the end. The, the, well, um, no, the, there was one after that because I was getting no, the tan ones. There had to have been because they, that's when they were going back and forth to China. They were working through issues. No, the tan ones were the last were was, the last issues. There well, was no more. Okay. So depending. Well, when I got the yeah, no. when we saw them at uh, Adepticon, uh -huh. and that's when I bought the starter kit. Right. Okay. That yeah. was that tan box. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I thought those miniatures were great. I mean, great right. detail. Everything was in the box. It was supposed to be in the box. Yeah. But then, you know, as time went on, I was getting things to add to it, like the yeah. E10, which yeah. is a, a very simple tank. It was expensive as hell. And it was very, I, I was not impressed with it. Not impressed at all. Mm. Everything it was thinner, it was lighter, it was it, it just felt cheaper. The, the, e the detail tank. was that a it was a tank, the uh axis, yeah, yeah. It it just did not feel like it, it felt like it was a different company altogether. Um, it was everything same, about same company, it. new mold, obviously, because it was a new product, but no, that's that's the same dude, okay. Well, huh. okay, so with that, well, drop in. You know that kind of money on that thing i was like yeah yeah i yeah I, I don't know i like i said um a lot of this you know you had different different companies producing stuff so yep. at the end it was william's own factory producing it before that i don't know who battlefront used you know i don't know who fantasy flight used i don't remember what the company before fantasy flight used because there was there's been like four or five iterations of dust since Rackham Games. Rackham Games was the right. original point of dust back in the day. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that unfortunately, there were, it, I don't think that was a pandemic more than the internal workings and just not working. You know, yeah. uh, I, I don't know if pandemic was really the downfall of dust other than the guys who pretty much owned the material said, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. And you're, I'm not making a lot of money off of this. Because yeah. you remember, Dust I, 1947 or Dust whatever reiteration is a very niche game. You know, you're talking World War II, weird. Um, 
And a lot of it was grid-based. A lot of people don't like to play grid-based war games. They want to play freestyle, right? So you can play it freestyle, but, you know, it pl- I personally think it plays better grid. It's easier, it's faster. Anybody can play it. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. That's interesting. Marty, you know you missed one of the biggest news pieces of this past week? Did I? I told you guys. Warlord Games. Warlord Games. Let me share the screen. Window. There it is. Announced. Pike and Shot Epic Battles. You know how the Epic Battles at American yep. Civil War and the Epic Battles Napoleonics? They just announced Pike and Shot Epic Battles. So you can do, uh, what is it, the English Civil War? Or, uh, yeah, English Civil War. So, and then they have their big bundle. So you can get all those guys in the terrain and all that. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yes and no is the answer on that. I mean, so I, <laughs> I, I, I did, I did see it, uh, but uh, I was trying to lean into more modern stuff. Uh, so I, I did gotcha. Not, uh, did not include it. But well, remember, we're not just exclusively modern anymore. So, yeah, but I am. No. <laughs> I, oh, I, uh, here's. Uh, I I am impressed by that kit though. I mean, it's it's a yeah. bunch of cool stuff. I mean, it is. Say what you want it about is. Warlord, because there are folks that are like, oh, it's Warlord. <laughs> Say what you want. I, I think they make pretty good stuff, and there's a boatload yeah. of it in the box. I mean, you don't want to pay what they want, what they're asking for. It, don't get it. I I don't know. Tell you, right? Don't buy it then. Yeah. So here's my question. Outside of England in the year. Do you think this will do well? I mean, how many people in the United States? Because what is probably one of your biggest miniature market out there? Miniature buying markets. Is it the U.S. or is it U.K. Europe? I, I'm I'm interested to see how well this does here in the U.S. You know, and I hate yeah. to you know say the U.S. is all that in a bag of chips, but um, I don't know. It's a uh, so it, it looks cool. I, I honestly don't know much about the English Civil War, to be honest with you. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, the, the UK and Europe has a much longer uh, tradition and history of wargaming, if you will. Mm-hmm. That uh, is true. As well as they have a much longer tradition and history, period. Much, that is true. <laughs> than, than we do over here in the, in the US. Uh, that is true. So, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it will certainly have some appeal on those markets. Uh, how it's going to do here? Don't necessarily know, but, you know, I, I'm willing to bet that there are some folks out there that uh, are interested in that time period and uh, and will play it. Yeah. But now how big that's going to be, uh, I don't have a good handle on that. Yeah. Well, you know what, on the other side, you know, sitting here thinking about it. I would buy this so I could learn more. But I mean, that's one of the nice things about wargaming is you can yep. get into something you don't really know about and learn about it, you know? percent. And, you know, I don't know why you people in the UK just can't get along. Seven civil wars? Jeez. That doesn't include all the colonies uh, abandoning them. Oh, snap. <laughs> so... Did you speaking of which? Did you see that they took uh, 
our lovely Queen Elizabeth off the money in, in Australia. So they yeah. want to put King Charles on there. I mean, I think that's yeah. a thing. Well, you know, yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, I, I have my opinions on that. I, I have much respect for the Queen. I thought she she acted like a queen, personally. You yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, unfortunately, she had some screwed up family members. But uh, you know, you think about the poor girl. She was what in her twenties when she became queen, yeah. until her death. So yeah. But getting back to uh, this, you know, it just brings up an interesting aspect of wargaming, just like this. For me, I, I don't really know much about you know English Civil War and this. Uh oh. Bill. I wouldn't be painting uh just greens and browns, right? You have different colors. So Yeah, I'm with you yeah. on that one. I paint a lot of yeah. <laughs> paint a lot of green and brown. <laughs> which which is why I like getting in part of the reason why I like getting into other genres, uh, because as it turns out, I like to use the other paints too. Yeah. So um, you know, getting back to our chart. Uh, do you think it's rise to decline or just going to kind of plateau? Actually, you know what? Uh, you guys just brought up something else. The rise or What's decline that? of uh, wargaming. Um, maybe it's just in cycles. You know, it's time to crack open those other paints and get into something that's not wargaming, but still gaming. Um, you know, painting um, Middle Earth. That's wargaming. Yeah. But... Well, it's, it's, wargaming. it's not this channel. It's gonna say, but it nice says try, it right on the box. Uh, <laughs> War gaming. Oh, okay. I mean, it's literally in the name. You, you get the point, though. I mean, it, we're, from our channel, you know, we talk about modern military, and that's uh -huh. not. Yeah. So. No, I get, I get where you're no. going with that, Chris. Or, yeah, I no, get where you're going with that. You know, but uh, yeah, I think uh, to to your point, Chris, that it a lot of it is kind of cyclical, you know, that folks go back and yeah. forth maybe between some stuff as well as uh, uh, they do it in, in, you know, turns out they they might enjoy more than one game or genre at a time. Yeah. Who knew, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, can, can I like D&D &D and uh, Spectre Operations? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> you know? Zombie Side, you know, you're tired of uh, blues and green or uh, browns and greens. Yeah, so you want them all gray. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, right. yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I think that there's uh, certainly something to that. I agree. So I am trying to that's a PNG, my land. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, we're... yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to post something. Uh, cause I, I wanted to, I'm just waiting to see if it'll post. It's probably gonna tell me the file's too big, but we'll see. Um, speaking of other genres of wargaming, you may have seen a mysterious post on Facebook. And let me see if I can just bring it to Facebook. Yeah, it won't. Oh, that's not a, that's cause I'm an idiot. Yeah. Sorry guys. Yes. And maybe uh, now I the first step. But, all right. So, uh. <laughs> The timestamp on that is almost exactly one hour. I'll need to go back and find that later. All right. If you look on your screen right now, this is what you saw posted. Setra Podcasts, Other Realms. And all I put was coming soon. 
What could it be? Oh my, the anticipation. Right? Weird World War II says, I can only afford one genre. Gaming isn't cheap. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, very yeah. true. But yeah, one, at, one because, at a time we get that. Because we not only play historicals, and a certain lovely bride of mine doesn't play historicals whatsoever, uh, and she wants Go to on. be included in some activity. And should be, because she's better on going... camera than all of us put together. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So we are going to be opening a second channel in the future called we have the her... podcast Other Realms. Go Bring ahead, her on. Let her talk about it. Oh, my God. I guess that's him. a no. He's in shock. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> you froze no. right when Chris said that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, How's the finely ground guinea pig going on the Alamo, Chris? Yeah, Chris still needs to grind up some guinea pigs uh, so <laughs> yep. we can right. texture the uh, Alamo with them. Yeah, we haven't right. done. Uh, we haven't got back to that. Yeah, <laughs> I broke the internet. Yeah, right. Yeah, we've been having connection issues all morning. So, anyways, uh, be on the lookout for that channel. And that channel will include sci-fi, fantasy, weird. Whatever, anything. I think Harry Potter is going to be its own own sub. Other stuff. So it'll all be mashed in there. Um, So we'll be doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. um, You know, other um, gaming outside of historical. Hell, we might even do a little Magic the Gathering because Dawn is a fiend for Magic the Gathering. So she whooped my ass. (laughs) So and Joey whooped my ass. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's uh-huh. he's come along. So Don has taught him well. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, granted, Magic Gathering is a card game. It's not really necessarily a war game, but I do have a game that is card based, but is miniatures, called Onus. Uh, if you've not seen it, blasphemy. <laughs> oh, which which part? What? Hey, wait a minute. Which yeah, which game? Uh, weird. We don't know that game blasphemy. Can you send us a link? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so let me bring up this game. I think I've talked about it before, but, uh, let me show this real quick. Drop this down <laughs> here. Open that here. Gotcha. Weird. And for sh- we're playing war gamer playing cards. Oh, let me share the screen. The so onus was one of the ones that you wouldn't let me or Marty steal from you. That is correct. That is very correct. So this is what it is right here. So let me uh, enhance that. Enhance. 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 So basically, you have your miniatures printed on the card. And Tavier is happy to DM an RPG for the channel. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel some one ring coming, don't you? Which one? An award. Um, from on tabletop. So instead of having to paint a whole bunch of miniatures, you just dole out these cards and you move them around the table just like you would have stand the miniatures and you're able to play. So it comes in a nice contained little box as such. Let me shrink that back down. Like this, 
and your whole armies are in this box. Yes, I know you're not painting armies, you're not assembling, but it plays the same way. <laughs> Turns out that's the point, right? <laughs> right. I mean, this so, is right in I mean, Chris's wheelhouse. Yep. Right. I and I have I backed this as a Kickstarter. I have all of it. I have the terrain pieces, so as you can put out on a map. You can do like little rivers and castles and fortifications and all that stuff, like right here. Does that you like can six see right mil there. terrain then? I, I don't know what scale it would be considered, but you could probably use it for six to ten mil. Um, I'm, just, I'm just wondering if uh, you know if, if you wanted to enhance your your pile there, if uh, you you could just pick up some six mil or print out some six mil and you know make other yeah. you know, buildings, fortifications, whatever. And World War II says, might as well play a video game, combat mission for your modern stuff. True, but, you know, mm -hmm. you, I mean, you it's not play perfect. a video like, game, me, I'd have to say the new War, uh, Hogwarts Legacy is not bad. Yeah, Dawn really likes it. And Dawn's not a war, uh, computer book gamer at all. She really, so she what she told me last night, you ready for this? So I guess there's cats that roam around the world of Harry Potter in this game. Mm -hmm. So what does my lovely wife do? She stops and pets the pet and pets the cats. Yep. She because she says they like like it. So instead of doing whatever mission you're supposed to, do, she stops for her world and pets the cats. So well, you that know, is my wife. Eventually, one of them's going to turn out to be a, the new. <laughs> one of them's going to end up being a new, familiar. <laughs> right, and she wanted to call the new channel "Mystery of Nonsense," right? Because that's just the way she rolls. Uh, tough of year says one ruining aliens, Blade Runner, Warhammer, 40k, Twilight 2k, Tales from Loop. Wow, does them all. That sounds cool. Uh, we'll have to get that going once we get the channel up. Uh, my wife plays Skyrim because it's full of cat people. I hear you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, no, um, you know, Harry Potter's really cool. Uh, I, I have not played it, I've watched her play it a little bit. Uh, it seems really cool. Uh, I have my own world of you know virtual world that i play in so uh, that's a different story for another time but uh so anyways look out for uh other realms in the near future as i get everything up and going uh we want to find out my future first before we really get into the process of that um but you know sit rep podcast the historical side will not be going away like i said uh, i'm in the, in the background working with jim to see how we can handle that and let him turn it into his baby. And then, you know, we'll jump in here and there. And we'll still do the podcast show. 100%. Hopefully in the future. Uh, this brings up another point. And, I, and I'm going to unfortunately have to use on tabletop as the talking point. And I'd like to, you in the audience to get your opinion. I don't know if, how many of you follow on tabletop. But um they had a show they had their award show this past week um and there was a couple of comments on there that says why are you guys still doing remote why are you not in the studio you know there's something lost in the translation when you do it remote um and unfortunately i kind of agree i've been saying it for a while now you know there's a dynamic when they're in studio at the round table you know and you're looking at that great set they have you know, people really look forward to that dynamic. I can remember when Don and I were on yep. set, you know, walking in that room, it was like, oh, my God, I'm I'm on set. You know, I'm here. I'm going to be on the weekender or on the, you know, backstage, um, you know, because 
you know, we've known those guys for a long time now, almost 10 years. So, um, yeah. So what do you guys think out there? You know, because Don and I are, just to be fully transparent, Don and I are in the process of reevaluating our life here in the Florida Keys. And we are looking at opportunities to possibly take us back home to Illinois. And if that's the case, you know, we're going to definitely have to either Chris's studio setup or another setup. So we have a dedicated suit where we can actually get everybody at the round table or whatever setup we end up doing. Do you guys feel it's a more entertaining show when you have people actually in the same room, chatting it up, interacting? Or is this kind of scenario that you see now? Okay. So I, I would love to get your guys' feedback um in that so let's see what word we're for three says i've always enjoyed the social interaction as much as rolling the dice got to give your player some hell and have some laughs remote just doesn't make it as fun i agree yeah especially and, when and you know you got being three, together you get when you to got three idiots sitting around a table yeah we get to watch marty you know you know when you get three idiots together and do some silly stuff it's it's harder yeah. to be I don't know if you how you two feel, but to me, it seems very sterile, remote like this. You know, I mean, I think we still have a good time, it, but it's it's a way to solve the issue of well, we're geographically separated, so yeah, you know, we've got that right. going for us. But if we're not geographically separated, you know, we can all come together in the same place. I right. I think I think it's a better experience overall for us, for the viewers, you know, the whole the whole nine yards, because uh, yeah. it's. It, it's a it's a little different vibe yeah it yeah. also depends on what you're doing this this is you know not bad um but you notice we we're not rolling any dice or doing any tax well no but chris I, if you go back to when beast of war guys were in studio for the weekend or their weekend show you you saw better interaction there was a lot of laughter and lividity and all that stuff then you look at yes. they died Levity? frivolity get over it oh Move okay on. <laughs> so it, and then you look at um you know the the remote stuff like kind of what we're doing it, it just seems sterile so you know it, it just i don't know there's just not that per there, there's one of the aspects is the body language you know there i don't know how to explain it it's just a different experience i think it's more interactive when you have a good visual set you have good production oh absolutely and it's not everybody doing zoom or remote whatever like we're doing right. so uh i think it just makes a better quality show and yeah. let's see where it continues on with if you can meet i think it's a better game but if you're in the gaming wasteland it's better than meeting it i agree it's better than nothing at all I mean, but it, from a visual aspect, I think for a show, it's better if you have a studio where everybody can meet as pop as much as possible, right? Yeah, absolutely. We understood during COVID, everybody had to be separated. We're supposedly out of it, so I don't know. We'll see. But I just wanted to get out of the people's opinions because I haven't been to agree with a couple of people that were commenting on that. And I love those guys to death. You know, they've been our friends for almost ten years now. We've been, you know, part of the team and we've been on the show. And I do feel like it's lost something with them being remote now. If they because you know things have kind of somewhat settled down, they need to get back in the studio and just get that magic going again. Personally speaking, but uh, I don't know. Right. We'll see. I concur. I, I think that's you know it's much easier when you can interact and say hey show me this and you're you know 
going back and forth and then there's that banter and all that i mean so uh it just makes it look much better personally speaking any other thoughts guys or anything come up Don't otherwise we're gonna go ahead and close out the show yeah uh feels like they're just making content not wargaming so yeah so they need to get back to the, their roots i think in some aspects you know they need to get worn back active you know i know things have changed because they've sold to uh wayland games are, in the, are now part of wayland whatever the mix is um I don't know. I'm assuming they have certain metrics they have to meet now because they're part of that company and, and all that. And I just hope they don't haven't lost some of their creative freedom as they once had when they were on their own. Yeah, because yeah. I, I kind of thought the Only whole deal on so. this was that they were going to be able to do more of that stuff because they didn't yeah. have to worry about the back end administrative stuff. Wyland was going to be doing that. Yeah, I mean, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have all the ins and outs of it. Uh, we'll just have, you know, only time will tell. So it says, I don't know what Wargaming is smoking these days. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Uh, hybrid BBs and tech trees. What does that mean? Oh, as anybody? Say, I'm lost on that one. Chinese rocket tank. Not sure what that means either. Uh-huh. Or what okay. are we talking about? Hybrid BBs in Tech Tree. Bat, the BB is a battleship, but hybrid battleships in Tech Tree. Is he talking about like World of War or something like that? Uh, and Tavir's observation: It's like Warren has lost interest in OGT. I yeah, I don't know what the deal is there, but you know we don't see him like we used to. You know, I, it, it it's hard for me to comment on it because he is a good friend of mine, and I really haven't had an opportunity to talk to him because we haven't been over in a while. Uh, I'm hoping that we can start traveling back over to Northern Ireland and meet everybody and get back into it. Yeah, um, I should know, take the whole podcast um, with you. <laughs> sure, we'll start a GoFundMe now. Um, oh, you no. know, and then you've seen Marty drink. Yeah, and then you know, <laughs> Dawn and I have a standing invitation to. Uh, well, they're not foreground anymore, but those guys, Big Ben and. Yep all them and uh to come to their um the factorum uh factor m what's it called hun factorum factorum so um to work game and hang out and see them guys so yeah we definitely got to get in there but i just hope we some you know our friends over at ott recapture some of that magic that brought people into them and uh go from there so but you know, from our standpoint, we are the reason we're expanding out is because we have a lot more interest than just historical, and it kind of felt like we we're being stifled to be creative because um, we, you know, we had to concentrate on historicals. So, and then we know a lot of you guys don't only play historicals. We know some do, but there's a lot that don't play just historicals, and they play Mordecai or other things. And uh, you know, so we wanted to expand out and, and include people in that, and it brings Don back into the fold. Yeah, um, which is really you know, what Marty and I are looking forward to. Really looking forward <laughs> to having Don back. Oh yeah, so you know, because when we do gaming conventions and things like that, you know, she was the face of Visa War US. You know, in all truth, so um, we have to recapture some of that magic. So, 
yeah uh that's that's all i got for the show today anybody else have any final thoughts or anything else nope i uh i'm looking forward to uh uh, the new channel uh you know some new Mm -hmm. some uh additional content over there and uh other than that uh you know certainly not uh walking away from historical or or moderns i'm currently building away for stuff right now (laughs) i tell you what man the internet today all right well because it's it's about all we go weird inject some sci-fi horror into your historicals it'll be on the other channel we'll be doing a lot of dust and then we might explore conflict 47 as well so um which is the warlord version of weird world war ii um yeah we'll go there so you know I, I there was one that just came out and it was world war ii with zombies i'm sorry guys if you're a zombie fan but i think zombies have over been overplayed and i think ugh, i'm just so tired of zombies so yeah well, that's why you kill them so so if uh and if you want to go weird world war ii uh dead games uh i also have a copy of incursion yeah uh, out of production, but you know, similar. Uh, it's more of a, almost more of a board game style game. Uh, yeah. But uh, if you can find the minis for them, uh, they they make some awesome miniatures for it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, John, you have <laughs> a Walking Dead game, right? Okay, so at some point we're going to be cracking out a classic zombie game. Walking Dead from Mantic Games uh, that Dawn got signed by Ronnie from Mantic. There you go. She is the Michonne of Walking Dead, the game. Um, it's right on her box, signed by the man himself. Um, we went to the pre-release boot camp at uh, Visa War back in the day when it was being released. And she, uh, yeah, it was a good time. So we'll be throwing some of that out there for everybody. It's out of production now. Uh, they lost the license or a Terminator, whatever the case may be, but um, we'll be bringing it back in all its glory. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Well, according to, uh, yeah, Incursion is coming out with the PTO yeah. expansion soon. Looks pretty cool. So, yeah. I'm, yeah, there's uh, so much to go over. I, I hope it actually comes out. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. rumor control on, so, has been out on that for a while, but. Not a lot of action. I don't know if Gavin's still on right now because he's been awfully quiet or if he jumped off, but I would love to get Gaz to back to do a couple painting videos for the new channel. Maybe some uh, uh, Lord of the Rings stuff or whatever, but uh love to see a little bit of that. And hopefully I can get back to where I have a painting studio. I'll throw some painting videos up. And once I get back into the practice, I am so out of practice. I started painting that uh, Odin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got some base color down and I'm still processing in my head what color schemes to go with. I'm trying to get a colder feel when you look at it, it feels cold, right? Uh, but I also want to contrast it with a little bit of a warmer color. That's why you see, I don't know if you looked at it, Chris, sitting on the table, but the you got the the crow feathers and then there's like a skin underneath that uh, on top of his uh, his cloak. And I painted that uh, like a leathery brown and I'm going to weather it. So it's like, you know, a rawhide, you know, animal skin. So just the contrast. So you don't have everything one, you know, one color scheme. So it gives some contrast. Uh, but yeah. 
So yeah, that's where uh, we're going. One of you guys that. mentioned uh, conventions. If anybody yeah. on the, cat, uh, the podcast is going to be at uh, Depticon, uh, look up Marty and I while we're there. Yeah, yep, we'll be around. So, depending on what goes on in my life, we might be there. We might not be there. Unfortunately, we won't know until we know. So I wish wish we knew now, but unfortunately, we don't. Um, but yeah, we got Adepticon coming up. Uh, Little Wars too, right? Yep, in April. Yeah. Have Have we committed to that? Yep. Do we know? Yep. All right. All right. All right. Talk to Kevin. Cool. So, guys, thank you very much for joining us on this weekend's edition of the Sit Rep Podcast, historical edition. And uh, keep playing, keep gaming. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting us and all the awesome things you do. And we will see you guys next time. Take care. See you later. Yeah.